following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. The following podcast is brought to you by The Beard Struggle. The Beard Struggle makes quality beard and grooming products for the modern man who likes to look good while raiding the countryside. Visit their website, thebeardstruggle.com, to scope out their awesome product line and use promo code JAWS20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. The Beard Struggle, because everyone looks better with a beard. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I am your main man, the Nightmare, joined as always by Rotten Jack. We are doing it via Zoom. However, my man's got a camera now, so I can see him, and hopefully the conversation flows a little better. Rotten Jack, what's going on, Big Shooter? Hello, sir. Oh, boy. I forgot you had that at your disposal today. Uh, yes, my man upgraded his entire home office setup thing. He's got the uh, a new microphone. He's got a webcam so I can see him when we do the Zoom. He's got the, uh, what is it, the Zoom the Zoom track or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, Jaws, I want to play a game. Yeah, so he can change his voice and he's got all kinds of fancy sound effects at his ready and beck and call. So that'll be fun. Yes. I oh, think the, web, voice. The, the webcam is probably like the best upgrade though. Just you can see me now. Yeah. It's tough to do a podcast with somebody that like you're talking to a blank screen. Cause I can't see like when you look to start talking or whatever. Right. So there's times we were talking over each other just because I mean, we do that in person anyways. We do, but it, it, it's far <laughs> worse on Zoom. Far, far worse. Yeah. Uh, so don't we don't really have a topic, but uh, we're just going to kind of no, go. We don't. We're just going to kind of go with wherever the uh, the wind takes us, if you will. First and foremost, um, we have Happy our Dingus new- Day. First of all, oh, Happy Dingus Day, indeed. Uh, yeah, I am enjoying my coffee cocktail concoction that I made here. Us Pollocks got to celebrate. You know, it's our it's our St. Patty's Day. I wouldn't insult a Dingus Day by calling it St. Patty's Day if you paid me. So. It's the Polish version of St. Patty's Day. No, it's, it's better, not. though. It's better. I don't know. St. Patty's Day's got something to do with snakes and snakes on a plane. And Samuel Jackson was there. I don't know. I don't make the rules. I don't even know the history behind Dingus Day. Like, what the fuck it's even about. Uh, all I know is the word Dingus is fun. I think it's... I don't know. All, all I know is, like, guys are supposed to run around shooting girls with squirt guns. And, and they're supposed to beat us with pussy willows. Yeah. None of those things happen. No. All I know is we don't want to run around wearing skirts, blowing our bags. Yeah. That's why we're better than, than the Irish version of this. I'm going to stop talking crap about the Irish now. I'm probably going to get demoted at work because of this. It's a very Irish-dominated profession that I'm in at day camp. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm not getting promoted anytime soon anyway. Wah, wah. Anywho. Um, <laughs> but uh yeah i i've only actually and actually we were talking about this uh alley cat and i were talking about it we only oh look a podcat he's in the way he is in the way marv is always in the way though in the most adorable of ways 
But uh, Ellie Cat and I were talking about this earlier before we jumped on the call and started recording here that uh, I've only celebrated Dingus Day twice. I've only ever gone out once. Yeah, she was in the same boat. Uh, both of mine had to do with ex-girlfriends. And actually, I only went to one St. Patty's Day, like legitimate St. Patty's Day festival celebration of sorts. Never even gone out on St. Patty's Day. I've only been out to Dingus Day once. And yeah, I went honestly, on, uh, I don't want to do it again. I went to the uh, the the St. Patty's, Patty's Day parade parade once with the uh, the girl I dated while I was in training for day camp, and we walked down the down to the parade. We watched people walk, which parades are weird. Uh, I say that being a former marching band member at one point in my life um but yeah i mean we did that and then like we met back out later in the day for actual like drinks for st patty's day and everyone was dressed in green and it was weird um outside of that dingus day i went to the old it used to be called like the heartstone oh yeah 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 with uh, a girl and i i don't remember if me and this girl were actually full tilt dating yet or if this was one of the things we did together before um, she called it off for a little bit before we actually officially dated. But uh, either way, it's not a good story. We just went to this place, like got two drinks, maybe walked around, saw two people there we didn't want to see. And we're like, we ended up going to just some other random bar or something. And I, yeah. to the point that I don't even remember where we ended the night. I, uh, I went down to the terminal for Dingus Day once probably about 10 years ago and i was ready to leave 20 minutes after i fucking got there i am a firm and honest belief that like so i'm not the biggest fan of the amateur drinking holidays so like i don't want to go out on new year's eve because new year's going out on new year's eve is an amateur drinking holiday to me um house party like gathering with friends it's different but like the night before thanksgiving amateur holiday patty's day dingus day like these are amateur drinking holidays these are the days that you get all the stupid people that don't know how to act in public uh, don't know how to vibe responsibly all go out and make raging assholes of themselves and just annoy me yeah who, who is at one point in my life was just your average run-of-the-mill regular bar goer like i and and that's really the best way to put it was just like you know, there's a point in my 20s where when we were all hanging out, we went to a bar. So, like, going to a bar with, you know, on amateur hour is just annoying. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i not an overly fond of large groups of people in general. And then you mix in the fact that it's humongous groups of drunk people just aimlessly wandering around. And it's just not, not for me, like going to a bills game I can deal with because like people are in their seats. Everyone, everyone's not like walking around all over the goddamn place. Like bills games are fine and stuff, but like going into just a giant crowd of people that are all just shit faced. No, thank you. Right. I, I, I just don't like it at all. See, and like, it doesn't bother me to be in like, it, like I am, I am very much the guy who the crowd of people I in, I'm in has to be like selective. So like going to a Bills game, going to a tailgate, I have their tailgate. I have a great time. 
there are some bills games where I'm like having a blast, having a riot. And there's other times where I'm just like, I want to hit the guy sitting behind me. Um, and that's just, it all has to do with other people's public conduct. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's times being at a bar, I have a great time talking, laughing, having a good time. And there's other times I'm like, I need to go home now because this, like the people that are here are just not, they, they, these people should not be allowed in public. Right. So, yeah. My, uh, my second run in with the day of the dingus was, so I never, like, the, the day of the dingus, <laughs> the, the only, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna name this episode "Common Ding Botchery." Oh, please don't. <laughs> um. So, like, going to the heart zone was the closest thing I, I had to going to like a full tilt, um, like Dingus Day celebration of sorts, like where they had like a special event solely for Dingus Day. Like, there's a couple places like I know the terminals had them. Uh, there's a couple churches that like move the pews and set up like a dingus day gathering or whatever, like things like that. Like I've only gone to, to the Hearthstone for one of those. And that was just an overcrowded crap fest. Yeah. But uh, the other time we went to, I was, I, I don't remember if I had, um, I don't remember if we had a game when I coached at the high school or if we just had practice. But the girl, again, the girl I was dating at the time was like, hey, I'm going to the transit for uh, Polish platters and shout out to our friends at the transit music lounge. Um, I will throw I'm going to end up throwing a bumper advertising bumper for them on the end that we used for hats, stats and stats um, during the holiday season and whatnot during bill season. But uh, shout out to those guys that do a great job. Fantastic food, good bar atmosphere, whole nine yards. Uh, and on Dingus Day, they, they, they do. They have a fantastic, fantastic Polish platter worth of food. And she's like, oh, I'm going there for that. And I'm like cool i'll meet you there when i'm done she's like well i don't know how late i'm staying I'm like okay but i can i mean practice will be done by six i mean i'll like i meet you after that yeah i have to work in the morning so like i really don't know how late i'm gonna stay but like i i mean i'll probably still at least be there for a little bit when you by the time you get there so i left practice and i was like hey i'm on my way uh do they still have because they they basically build their polish platters as while supplies last right because uh, they don't sell that food otherwise so like when they sell out they're done and he's like she's like yeah i don't know if they have any more i'm like okay well can like you know the owners you 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 work there can you ask and she's like yeah let me let me try to find somebody in the meantime my parents texted me they were there i'm like hey we just sat down we ordered food um you know you i know you said you were coming do you want us to order you a polish platter to make sure they don't run out i'm like well do they have any more and she's like well yeah we're talking to the owner joey who is a friend of mine and they're like yeah um yeah they still have some like they still have like, you know, some stuff left. So like, do you want one? I was like, yeah, sure. But like, you know, my girlfriend's there. I'm sure you've seen her had, you know, can you just make sure like I, that I don't get double ordered. So like they called her over and they're like, Hey, uh, you know, we just put an order for, for jaws. Um, you know, do you, like, do you, do you didn't order for me? Did you? And she's like, Oh no, I, I didn't think they had any more. Um, so I, like I had, but I hadn't talked to anybody yet. It's so, like, she didn't even bother. And by the time I got there, like, she hung out while I ate and then she's like, all right, I'm going to go. And it she was just a like, real fucking winner. Yeah, she really was. Um, I then pretty sure I, I stayed the night um, <laughs> at the bar and just had a few more cocktails and enjoyed my evening without her. But, you know, there's there's a reason that one only lasted three months. If you couldn't tell. I'm surprised it lasted that long with that fucking attitude. Well, you know, when you only see each other like 
six total times in the duration of a three and a half month relationship, it's pretty tough to break up with somebody. It's a valid point. So, and let's be honest, at that point, I was still kind of holding out for the, uh, for the booty. Because again, when you only see somebody six times total in duration of a relationship, but uh, that's a little too much too. That's a little too close to the TVMA side of this podcast that we try to avoid. So, uh yeah listen we we put the spoiler like bumper we sure content at the front i still think we could uh still think we could we could put together a uh what what are those things called the paid subscription patreon yeah i'm still i I feel like we could do like two a month where we do like a comment like a like common debauchery rated r or something like that where we just talk about whatever and don't hold back um to some extent but you know because at least this way if we got in trouble for it like you paid for it you knew what you were paying for that's your fault yeah that's a valid point but uh he neither here nor there we won't we won't we won't take take down that road yet but uh what else you got going on buddy anything good nothing start playing stupid fucking video game yeah what do you got <laughs> the new lego star wars it is stupidly fantastic though like i'm enjoying it immensely for how like stupid and childish the whole thing is so how is it stupidly fantastic you're playing as lego pieces and you just run around and like you you're literally playing through the movies so like so you're like it's not like it's like even a new plot of any kind you like you know what's going to happen you're just playing as lego people yeah well that's interesting it's very like there's a lot of like stupid humor and stuff that they like make fun of things from the movies in the game too so it's kind of self-aware yeah very very that's fair um it's uh uh i don't know it's just it's one of those games that you can just sit down and just mindlessly play i do enjoy that um the last star wars game i played was i don't know i downloaded the like one of the newer ones and it was okay but like you definitely couldn't just shut your mind off and go hack and slash on it which was like no. one of my favorite parts of like the God of War games was just like brain off, watch cutscenes, and just hack and slash through the whole game. You'd probably like Doom then. I have always liked Doom. I was never the OG first shooter. First person shooter. Not not a fan. I mean, they got a BFG. Yeah, I know. You know what BFG stands for. Yeah, it's a it's a big gun. <laughs> uh, I'm, gl- I'm glad I led you into that. You get to use your new toy. Oh man! So, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! I love it. Uh, um, I, I know you do. So, actually, while we're uh, while we're on topic here, do you does that thing have the capability of doing like a? an old timey radio show type voice where it gets kind of like crackly and poppy. Like you would hear on an old school radio. Uh, hang on. 
I think so. I don't have it programmed on my uh, board gotcha. though. Gotcha. Well, I need may need to uh, borrow your borrow your toys one of these days. Come over and do something because uh, there may be a new show coming to the network called the Jazz and Johnny Show. Who the fuck's Johnny? Uh, Johnny Townsend. He's just another creator on the on the BSCBP network. Uh, he was one of the guys we used to do the uh, network sports talk show with, which was one of my favorite shows. I, I miss actually miss doing it, um, and I would like to pitch the idea of redo of like revamping it or re bringing it back to the forefront because we we talked like basically anything and everything sports like we just picked a topic and we all talked about it um yeah there were five of us and it was supposed to be a thing where like okay if all five can be there great like if we've got to do it without one or two guys cool but then like the scheduling became an issue and it was supposed to be like every third saturday or of the month we would do it and then like, Oh, I can't, I got this. Oh, I got that. Oh, I got this. And it just became a fucking nightmare. We ended up just not doing it anymore. But uh, me and Johnny always had some pretty funny back and forth and Johnny posts some pretty funny stuff on Facebook. Uh, and I usually comment on it. We go back and forth and he's like, we need to save this for the Jaws and Johnny show. And we've always talked about it, but like we haven't pulled trig on it yet. Um, I'm pretty sure I will be waiting until <laughs> the college season is done and over with before I, add anything more to my plate on fear of you know my engagement falling apart because of it but uh yeah it's gonna be uh if we do it it'll be pretty funny but uh we we wanted to start it with like this old school like um just like this old school radio feel to it where like it's got that like you know it's gonna be like live from their home studios nowhere near each other probably definitely not in the mom's basement it's the jazz and johnny show with like that like crackly poppy old school sound behind it oh that's terrible yeah that sounds like an old school like a shitty ham radio this one's called telephone no you're trending in the right direction hang on (laughs) you can go eight bit yeah, doesn't need to sound like Contra. Yeah, this one. There we go. That that's what I want. This is called Radio Demon. <laughs> radio Demon, huh? I don't know why it's called Radio Demon, but this is the only one that's got like radio in the title. So, I mean, and that's that kind of that's kind of what I'm looking for right there. Well, live from different sides of the country, it's the Jaws and Johnny Show. Yeah, with like a behind it. Yeah. Or you could just put this behind it. Yeah, no, we're not doing Pornhub. <laughs> um, I, I thought of something else to bring up on this episode, and I don't recall what it is now because we got sidetracked, but uh, this is, oh no, that's no. No, that's terrible. Oh, I remember what I wanted to bring up. Uh, you went to a live show. We talked about it before our last recording, and we were supposed to go to a live show. Yeah, Saturday, which I've heard mixed reviews on. Uh, uh I know one person who went, and they said that um, it was good. So, I haven't heard anything else about it though. So let's talk about let's talk about live shows just in general, be the be the music, uh, live events, you know, Bill's games from time to time, uh, 
live sporting events, live concerts, live shows, and just different experiences we've had at them. Just because I think, you know, it's topic-ish, but I mean, only kind of, because let's be honest, aside from live sporting events and a few concerts, like I haven't experienced a ton of overtly live things. But uh, yeah, I'm not much of a, uh, like a live event goer type person. Like it's gotta be something. This kind of like stems me into where I was kind of going, like, why, why do you not do live shows very often? I don't know. It was just never my thing. Like I'd rather just listen to like the band's album. I don't, I don't feel like I need to go to the concert. So for me, a lot of times I feel like, <laughs> oh, we have another, we have a pod, a second podcast sighting. Um, a lot of times for me, I feel like the, the live version is somewhat disappointing. Now, don't get me wrong. I've been to some really good concerts. One of my favorite things to do when I was younger was go to live country concerts at Darien Lake. Uh, oh, don't get me wrong. The, uh, the band that I saw last Monday was just as good live as they are on their album. It was amazing. Um, again, I just don't like drunken crowds of well, and, and I think that's like for me, like the drunken crowd experience for me is one of the things that does it for me. So like, or like doesn't do it for me. I don't like the like like that live event where like the like what I'm there to see, like you said, like the band was great. But you also told me that like the mosh pit seemed to just kind of follow you. Yeah, like, that's the one thing I like. I don't know if it's because I'm old, but I don't understand the whole like mosh pit thing. Like, why do we want to run around in a circle throwing fucking knees and elbows left, right, and center? Like, we're trying to knock each other out. Can we just stand there and just like jump up and down and like headbang and just enjoy the fucking music? Because when I have to pay more attention to the mosh pit that's next to me, so I don't catch a fucking elbow out of nowhere, than and the band. And really, like, like that's that's my big thing. Like I've I've never under I've never been in a mosh pit. I've never understood mosh pits. I, I don't get it. Um, I don't you know, to each their that. own. But you know, like that's the thing. Like if you don't want to be in the mosh pit and you just kind of want to be like near the stage and like observing and just jamming out that can ruin your experience and like yeah i mean i got kicked in the back of the head by a crowd surfer like dude straight up just like booted me in the back of the head like full sole of his shoe to the back of my head uh yeah and like and that stuff to me is just like like why like you know i don't know and 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 i'm sure like you getting kicked in the back of the head was an accident right but like it's just one of those things to me that like something like that shouldn't ruin my experience like if i don't want to be in the mosh pit i should be able to just not be in the mosh pit um right i mean there were other places that i could have gone to to get completely away from anywhere that the mosh pits were happening right but i'm sure you were standing where you were standing because it was a good view of the show as well it, it was it right. was a very so, good view of the show so like you shouldn't be interrupted by an erupt like just a mo- like a mosh pit erupting next to you just because of where you're standing like and you know they're so like we we made reference to me going to bills games i wanted to like throw hands with somebody my first year with season tickets there was a dude who sat like two rows behind us directly behind me 
or it may, it may have actually, actually been right behind me. This dude would not shut up about how, like, just about the game. Like, and it, it's one thing to, like, not shut up because, like, none of us shut up when we're there. But to be so un, ungodly clueless, like, he's sitting there and, like, this, so this was Josh's, like, the year before, like, the year he really started to take some strides, but he wasn't, like, it wasn't, he wasn't at that, like, holy shit level yet. And so like, his second year. Yeah, like, and he was still, like, he was making some plays, he was doing some good things, and, like, the dude, like, sat there and was just like, oh, my God, this dude sucks, he's so bad, blah, blah, we should just cut this bum already, and then, like, he makes a play, scores a touchdown, and he's, like, going nuts and celebrating and all this other stuff, and, like, I hate those people. Yeah. Just in in general, doesn't matter what it's about. Yeah, like, and it got to a point during a game where I was just like, like, this dude, I like, I would legitimately leave Bill's games angry about having to hear this dude for four quarters. Like, yeah. you know, and um, so we, we should, me and you should have been at uh, Letterkenny Live on Saturday night. Yeah. And unfortunately, we weren't able to go. And then it turned out we probably could have, but uh, what? Yeah, my game got can- my games got canceled, but they got canceled on Friday. So like, you would have risk been risking eating the tickets, mother. <laughs> Listen, man, I understand, I know, but like, it was just one of those things where we, like, I didn't know until like. Friday afternoon. So like you like you would have been sitting there like I'm going with no one or I'm not going and I'm eating these tickets until I was like, hey. Or like you were able to move the tickets. So oh yeah, I posted them and they sold within like 12 hours. Right. So like as much as it sucks that we didn't get to go, like it's like this was the better alternative, I think. Yeah. Because like, like I didn't want I really didn't want to go if I wasn't going with you. Right. And you de- like I didn't want you eating the tickets, which like it turned out you wouldn't have had to. But it there was it was a very real possibility for like until Friday afternoon. Yeah. But uh, I didn't know your uh, your games got canceled. Yeah. Apparently, like, I mean, it would have been too snowy and crappy around here anyway to play. But like they weren't we, we were trying to get them to move to our place because they were like, oh, our field's not going to be playable. And we're like, ours is we have turf like. <laughs> but uh i'm finding that the college ranks guys are less likely and willing to do that for some reason we're like we always move games if like your field wasn't playable and mine was you, you we just played here uh um, right you know there were times that like if neither of our field was playable we found a turf field to play on that wasn't being used that night for whatever reason like we just found ways to make it work and then college is right far less likely to to happen it's far less common but um so like we were we were supposed to go to that and Letterkenny Live, if you're not a Letterkenny fan, Letterkenny is a Canadian comedy series. And I find it hilarious. You find it hilarious. Hence why we're going to the show. Uh, I can tell you that that's actually Cat, how we like that's how we bonded. Yeah, that's how we became friends. Um, but like Alley Cat is not a fan of the show. She doesn't think it's funny at all. No. And um so <laughs> we uh like we've we want we've gone to a show like that before me and her uh we went and saw impractical jokers live 
And now the show at one point was really funny. Yeah. Now these guys, like, there's no way that these guys are actually getting away with these things because there's no way that they're just not easily recognizable. The show's right. been out for like 10 years. So like, it's just one of those things where there's, you're never, ever, ever going to convince me that like people are doing these over the top, ridiculous things. And like, you're not being like, Oh, you're myrrh. Never mind. Like, right. Yeah. Like and, I, it's one of those things. Like if I ever walked into somewhere and I like, I would immediately recognize any one of them. I'd be like, right. Oh, you guys filming today? Yeah. Cool. And like, give me a fucking coffee. <laughs> right. Um, so like, like it, the believability has gone away behind the stories, but like they also, um, the, like, and, and this is really the main difference of like one of the reasons why I think Letterkenny Live would have been funny where this really wasn't is these dudes are not comedians. Like, it's not like they're stand up guys who ended up with a show like the guys from Letterkenny. Like, all of them have done some type of stand up comedy routine. Uh, the, the, the guy who plays Squirrely Dan has a fairly successful stand up comedian career. Um, yeah. Wayne and Derry they started their own YouTube show, which is how they got a TV show. So like it's based off of the characters they created where impractical jokers are just four buddies who just dick around and like play pranks on each other and like get each other to do stupid things. It's like less like impractical jokers. is basically like less vulgar jackass. Yes. And so like now these dudes are doing a live show. Some of it was like showing clips from the show like bloopers outtakes things that didn't air but then other is like them trying to like tell stories like stand-up comedians and it just didn't land like people chuckled but it wasn't like like you're like what what am i doing here like why why is this a thing that's a thing right now right and it's just it was just funny because we like i just looked i'm like this was not nearly the show that i wanted it to be and i don't know what i wanted it to be but like there's no re like these guys, this, this is a money grab. Like you're just, because you're famous and you're touring, people are going to buy these tickets and you're going to get rich off it. And that annoys me. And like, it, it kind of ruined the live experience. Right. I mean, that kind of goes along with like old fucking rock stars, like Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones, like they're old as dirt. They do not sound good at all, but you know what happens? They go on tour and they sell out 85,000 seat stadiums. Why? Number one, you don't need to. Like, you're all knocking on death's door. Like, right. I'm more concerned that you're going to have a stroke on stage. Uh, two, you sound like shit, man. You have for the last 30 years. But yeah. it's just, it's a cash grab. Yeah, and it really is. And like, and you see with some of these old school rockers, like, you know, some of them still have the ability to play the, you know, play the instrument that they've been known to play. Like, I heard that with like the last time Kiss toured, that like they they sounded like crap when they sang, but like they could still shred. Oh, yeah. Um, You know, stuff like that. But like, I mean, the, the thing that I probably have been the least disappointed in has been actual stand up comedians. Like I've seen Burt Kreischer three times. 
I've laughed harder every time I've seen him than the last I've time. I've never had the pleasure to actually see him live. Dude. And he is coming to Rochester in June. The problem is, is it's on Father's Day. Yeah. I'll be in Cooperstown. Oh. Yeah. Wait, what are you going to Cooperstown for? Playing baseball, bro. Playing in the... Oh. Uh, that tournament That's, I play in every year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, always yeah, Father's yeah. Day weekend for some reason. But, uh, yeah, so we... Uh, We've seen him three or four, three times now, and he is legitimately like sides hurt, face hurts from laughing. You're tired when you leave because of how actively you were laughing and kind of busting a gut. And like I'll I'll watch his same. He's got three specials oh on Netflix. I'll watch all three of them, and I've seen all three of them probably about 10, 15 times a piece, and I will still laugh my ass off every fucking time. Yeah, he's hilarious. Same same thing with like Tom Segura. Like Tom Segura, like Burke Christ is my number one. Tom Segura is my number two. I don't mind Segura. I don't find him half as funny as I find Kreischer. I do. I think I think I, he's I, right up there. I, I do enjoy I do enjoy um Segura because he's got more of a deadpan type of um comedy. Yeah. That I, I really do enjoy that. Um, yeah, and I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I, I find, like I said, I find Kreischer hilarious. Segura, I, I find funny, but I'm not. I, I probably wouldn't go see Segura live unless he was with Kreischer. Um, there's a few other people that like, you know, like friends of mine, like my future brother-in-laws, are like, oh my god, this guy's hilarious, and I'm like, no. But like Brian Regan, hilarious. I would see him live in a heartbeat. Know. I don't even know who that is. Um, he was actually introduced to me back in the day when he was far younger. Like we saw his newest special, I believe it's on Netflix or something. Uh, highly recommend. But if you can find some of his older stuff first to like understand his uh his shtick, I'll see if I can find like his original stand up and send it to you. But if you like to understand kind of his shtick, but um, it's really he's just he's really funny, and I would go see him in a heartbeat. Uh, Bill Engvall, I would see in a heartbeat. He's oh yeah, any he, any any of those uh, blue collar guys. So like I've seen Flair the Cable Guy. I saw him probably at the peak of his popularity. I yeah. probably wouldn't go see him again because he's kind of gone the way of Jeff Foxworthy, in my opinion. Where like he found he 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 found something, struck gold with it, and he has beaten that horse so goddamn bad. Elmer's glue wants their formula back. Yeah, like. But uh, Engvall and Ron White have both continued to grow and evolve as comics beyond what you saw. Like, like, so Larry the Cable Guy stuck with the whole get her done thing and kind of did like, you know, the Lord, I apologize stuff. Yeah. And that was it. He never really like grew into anything more. Foxworthy struck gold with you might be a redneck. And then he tried to just do different variations of it, like the redneck dictionary. Yeah. which he'd been doing forever, but he never actually named it anything until he realized like you might be a redneck is old and run its course. So now you need something new and you just kind of name a joke you've been telling for years, something. And it just never, it just never took hold. We're like Engval struck gold with here's your sign. And then just kept finding things like he didn't do. Here's your sign and all and all of his shows. Like it didn't, no. it, it wasn't a thing where that was like, I came here for here's your sign and the other stuff is okay. Like, you know, 
there was a point where like I listened to a show, I laughed my ass off, and then when it was over, I was like, he referenced here's your sign one time, but he never said, Here's your sign. Like right, you know, and Ron White, I mean, he's his his probably probably his most famous joke is the tater salad joke. Oh yeah. But like and he makes like expanding references on it where like you know, like you know, I'm Ron tater salad white and then like his next his, uh, his next special everyone knows the whole tater salad story all of a sudden he's like so my son tater tot like right and everyone yeah. laughs like he just kind of like just makes expanding references on it but he doesn't tell yeah. the tater salad story every time right. he's on the like every time he's on stage it's like those two now here's the I question mean, does bert tell the machine story every time um that is usually how he wraps the show I was going to say, like, that's, like, the one thing. Like, everybody goes to see Bert. Like, they want to hear the machine story. Did I? Like, did, I did figure, he, like, it's got to be, like, his closer. Like, it is. And, like, and that's the thing. Like, you, you know they're actually making a, a movie on that? <laughs> yes. I can't. I can't fucking wait. I'm, I'm excited. And, like, normally those things don't excite me. Like, because they're normally not as good. Like, so... um you know, they, they made a book of, you know, or they made a movie based on the book. Uh, I hope they serve beer in hell. And it was just kind of trashy and flopped. Oh, I fucking loved it. I loved every second of it. I hope they serve beer in hell is probably one of the best books I've ever read in my life. Did you ever see the movie? Yes. I fucking love it. Really? Yeah. I've, you're the only person I've ever heard that was like, like everyone, like that, that is one of the, like, yeah, the book was better. Like I like the movie I heard was not good. I heard it was very dry, very. Wait, have you not, not seen the movie? I've, I have not seen it because I like, and you know me, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not someone to like hang my hat on like what other people think of things. Right. But the, the, like the friend that introduced me to, I hope they serve beer in hell. And what's his other book? He's got. A couple there there was i hope they serve beer in hell assholes finish first and then hilarity ensues and then he came out with like like a fourth kind of like mini book called like sloppy seconds like this shit that didn't make the first three books right i think i read the first two but like the person who like the like my friend from college that like turned me on to those like he lent me i hope they serve beer in hell like he told me like the movie was awful it didn't do the book justice don't waste your time and i didn't it's one of the few times like if you introduced me to something and then told me how bad a different incantation of it was i probably wouldn't see it i didn't feel that way about the movie at all like was it as good as the book no the the movie is generally never as good as the book um right that's why those people are in our fucking fandom votes right but the thing is, is like the book is based on, you know, 20 or 30 different stories or, you know, 10, 15 different stories. Right. Right. The movie only focuses on like two or like three or four of them, but not like to full completion. It just like cherry picks like a couple things from this story and a couple things from this story and like puts them all into together to make the movie. So you're not getting the entire book and like right. all the, like the funniest bits. Like, I mean, you're, you're getting the, 
running through the lobby shitting his pants. You get right. that in which I still remember I was 19 years old when I read this book the first time. I was working on the ambulance. We were sitting on a street corner. I still remember my partner, Darren. He was like a 40-year-old dude. Mormon from Las Vegas. I'm sorry, what? Oh, yeah. My partner was a like a 40-year-old dude who was a Mormon that had like I, recently I, moved like here from like Las Vegas or something. I'm mostly like... I'm 100% confused by the Las Vegas Mormon. But anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, honestly, though, he was one of the nicest guys I've ever met. Like, I I loved him to death. I miss him to this day. Um, but I'm sitting there. I'm reading it. I'm giggling to myself pretty good over the, you know, the first couple of days reading it. And then I get to that Embassy Suite story. And I was laughing so fucking hard. I was crying. I thought I was going to piss my pants. I had to stop reading. I had to put the book down and stop reading. (laughs) And he's just like, what the fuck? Start at this chapter right here. Just start reading. Yeah, and he started laughing so hard he couldn't he couldn't breathe. Like I don't know. Like I I I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I really did. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't even know if I would ever even go back and bother watching it again or watching it at all. But um, I think you I don't, should. I don't really remember where I was going with that story either. I don't know how we ended up on that. Anyways, um. Oh, so um, we were just talking about the uh, the movie that they're that they're making about the machine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, did yeah. we ever? Did I ever tell you about the time I went to? We we saw him in Rochester, and they had the two uh, sign language women. No. Oh my god. This so he did, he goes through his whole routine, and we were pissing ourselves, legitimately pissing ourselves the entire time. And the best part is he he's like, you're pissing yourself. And now we've seen him three times. The show has never been the same. They're like yeah. to the point that I think maybe one story other than the machine made it from one show to the next. And it was only from one show to another show, not all three. Right. Like, so there's one story that overlapped over two different, two of the three shows other than the machine. So we are pissing ourselves. And he in Rochester, this was the only place it was. They had two women who were doing the uh, sign language interpretation of his show for the hearing impaired. And he acknowledged them at the end of the show before he told the machine story. He goes, you know, he goes, this is really cool. He goes, uh, he goes, I always really appreciate when I do a show in a place that has the sign language interpreters. You know, because it to, it means a lot to me because it means my stories and my craft can be shared to more people who may not be able to appreciate it otherwise. He goes, right. so I would like to call these two women up here, um, and you know, he goes, can we get like a bartender? Like, what do you, what would you ladies like to drink? Like, please have a drink with me. You know, because he, he's having a beer the whole time. Oh yeah. So he, you know, so he's up there, he's doing his thing, 
and uh he gets these two women like the one woman's like no 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 and he's like no like you like why and she's like i don't want to get in trouble for drinking on the job he's like if you get in trouble for drinking for having a drink with me at the end of my show i will i will pay the rest of your year's salary like please just do this and she's like really he's like he goes listen i will pay them to finish paying you i don't care so she finally <laughs> gave in and so he's like he, he goes like have a drink with me so they all kind of cheers took a drink and he's like I, and I want the two of you to be on stage to tell the machine story with me i will say it you guys sign it let's go and dude it was so so goddamn funny like like the point where and if you've never seen um the machine if you've never seen burt kreischer i highly recommend it you will laugh your ass off but there's a point in the story where he's talking about the way, um, you know, he he's talking about like the way a, a Russian, one of the Russian uh, mobsters was talking to a Russian cop. Yeah. And it's, it's about where, like, you know, he, you know, this dude walks up to this cop. We fuck you in the mouth. We fuck you in the ass. Yeah. And like, and stop so, with the we shit. Yeah. And like, and this, like, these women are signing it and he's like we're dying laughing because like the one older woman was like signing it and doing whatever and the other girl like how like you know is really getting into it to emphasize how he's speaking which is what they're supposed to do and like you could tell like the older woman was very uncomfortable with it but knew what she signed up for and like so she he was like we fuck you in the mouth and like so and and we all start dying laughing because this like he goes wait wait did I just see that right and she's signing what he's saying to her and she looks and she goes yeah and he goes we fuck you in the ass and this woman's like <laughs> like dude we were dying and I know like Gene's laughing because he can see me on Zoom you guys can't see me but like we were legitimately pissing ourselves. To the point that like he he had to stop telling the story and catch his breath and then for fun would say it again to watch her do it again. And like him and the other sign language woman are laughing, like just dying laughing. And she's signing that they're laughing at her while she's laughing about the whole thing. It was so goddamn funny. Probably one of my uh favorite um comedians. Um Why the fuck am I going to forget his name now? Couldn't tell you. Australian guy. I got nothing for you, buddy. Jeff. He uh, he did something like that where on, on one of his specials, he was talking about the, uh, the sign language interpreters. And... Uh, He's Australian, so forgive my language in quoting him here. Uh, he's like, you know, I fucking hate when these sign language people are here because they never fucking tell me. <laughs> and he's like, I've never had a good show with a sign language interpreter here. And everyone's like, well, what, do you, what do you mean? He's like, because whenever I say a word, Everyone just looks at sign language people and like, and what would that word be? <laughs> so then he's like, so all right, you want to you want to you want to know the, the big ones? Like he says, uh, 
he says cunt a lot because he's Australian. And uh, so he's like, you want to know that one? All right, cool. He shows the audience what that one is. And right. He's like, all right, this is this is bullshit. This is this. This is that. And he was just going on. He went on like a five minute rant about like <laughs> it was it was pretty vulgar, but it was like hilarious. He's like, you know, when you get like five or more deaf, like a, a murder of deafies. <laughs> Like the government will pay for a sign language interpreter. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Why the fuck can I not remember Jeff? Oh my god. It's definitely not Foxworthy. No. Well, uh Christopher Titus is a, is a Jim Jeffries. There you go. His name is not Jim Jeffries. Jeff. Yeah. Well, Jeffries, yeah. whatever. Jim Jeffries, like he is he's absolutely hilarious. I would love to go see him live. One of my favorites is uh Christopher Titus. He was actually so good that Fox gave him his own show that was canceled after one season because it just it just didn't take off. Well, they but did like, that with like uh Bill Ingvall too. They gave him like the Bill Ingvall show and that like just didn't it's just it's so tough to like make a comedy routine into a good show. Like you'd have a better shot making the show first, but so many people have such high expectations because of how like animated unless you're, funny the comedians are. Right. Like unless you're letter Kenny and then you make like a, like a couple of five minute, like YouTube clips called letter Kenny problems. And it stems into this amazing show that it is now 10 seasons in but yeah i mean but like but that that's different like that's not like that's making a youtube show into an actual sitcom and then doing a live like comedy tour based on it not like having a comedian do a stand-up that you then try to base a sitcom on i would love to go be able to go back and go see like blue collar comedy tour like in its heyday I I saw Larry the Cable Guy when it was in its fucking like the blue collar comedy tour had like the first one had just come out. Yeah. Um, you know, and the you know, Larry the Cable Guy got hit like got basically launched because of it, and that's we saw him shortly thereafter, and it was fucking hilarious. Um just and like I, I I don't even care why anyone would think that, like why we would think that was hilarious, but he was so goddamn funny. Um just like the potty humor behind it, because that's what it is. It's like childish potty humor for the most part. Oh yeah. And you know, just the redneck stupidity of it all. Uh, just really, really funny. And he is a great showman. Um, you know, just does well with the whole show. And my, me and my dad, I think that was a Christmas gift or a birthday gift for me. Me and my dad went, and we laughed our asses off. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, for the most part, like, Hold on, I have to defend a cat's food from another cat and her eating <laughs> paws. Um, but yeah, I I see like there's so many, so many like live show experiences that can get ruined for different reasons. Yeah. But like comedy shows never really seem to be one of them. Unless you get that one dude that like is trying to insert himself on the show. Yeah. There's, it's always good when like the heckler just gets like completely fucking destroyed by the person on stage. 
So, uh, who was the uh, the radio personality that got that got fired for his commentary on his how how dark he likes his toast compared to his women? Oh yeah, uh, Rob Lederman. Rob Lederman. Yeah. So he's partial owner of a local small comedy club in the area, or at least he was. And he does a little bit of stand up himself. It's actually pretty. He was actually pretty funny. We uh, we went to see it because he they would offer like fundraisers where you would go like tickets to the show were split like between the house and the and the the organization. Um, mm-hmm. You like got dinner with it and some drinks, and then like drinks on top of that were extra and were split. And then there was a basket raffle and everything. And he was like the the main act of the show. And it was really, really funny. We went there because uh, one of the local lacrosse programs that Allie's, uh, Allie Cat's family was affiliated with was doing a fundraiser. And we walked in and, you know, and I kind of told this part of the story when, or not this part of the story, but like this type of story when I told you guys my uh, my engagement tale about that person who really just wants to be part of the show and they're not. And like that's hecklers at a comedy show. And there was a group of people like right in front of the stage that just kept trying to chime in on the show. And he finally looked at him at one point and he goes, you guys know that like, I'm the comedian, right? Like I'm the one supposed to be talking. I'm the one supposed to be telling the jokes. Like no one's here to see you. No, they didn't pay to see you. This fundraiser wasn't set up because they think you're funny. Like, you guys could have done this. Like you guys could have done what you're doing right now at a bar. Why are you here? Right. And, like, and it was funny. Cause he, he, le- he legitimately interacted with the crowd for the most part. And like, he made the mistake of like asking the crowd a question, which like lit the fuse of the people right in front of him to just keep trying to be part of the show. Right. So that was annoying. But at one point he looked around and he looked at me, he looks right at me. Now we were like a table over and like five seats deep from where those people were. And he was like, he looked right at me. He goes, Jesus Christ, what do you do besides whatever the fuck you feel like at the moment? <laughs> and like at the time, like I had just, actually it was probably shortly removed from my pulmonary. So like I was still in somewhat decent shape from like training to fight and everything else. Like I hadn't completely fallen off the wagon yet. And, uh, so he's like, I go, uh, fight MMA. And he goes, seriously? Good God. Nobody pissed this dude. Can we get him another drink just to keep him happy? Like, like and it was, <laughs> it was really funny. Just like funny crowd interaction. Like, and that was the end of it. I like, I didn't try to keep chiming in. He didn't linger on it. It was, it was really good. Right, like, I, yeah. I like those small, like local more, we'll call them intimate shows, like going to helium. That was where we first saw Bert. And like, yeah, as you filed out of the show, you got to get your picture taken with him. And then, like, he was like, yeah, I'm going to stay right there at this bar and drink if you guys want to hang out. And, like, a crowd of, like, 40 or 50 people, like, hung out and drank with him after the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good when you go to, like, small, intimate venues like that where there's not, like, 5,000 people. Right. Because you do get that, like, personal interaction with them. Like I had it, I went to a concert. It was uh, a guy who used to be the lead singer of the Misfits, Michael Graves, uh, came to town like right before the pandemic, like that fall, right before the pandemic hit and did a show at a very, very small venue. 
and uh when the uh when he was done with the show he um he basically said all right guys like give me five minutes to go cool off get a drink of water in the back and then if you guys want to line up i'm going to uh i'll come back out i'll sign anything for you take a picture with you you know talk to you for a minute like anyone who wants anything signed he's like i don't care if you paid for vip i don't care if you didn't pay i don't care if you just want me to sign the back of your ticket stub like whatever you got i'll sign it and uh sure shit he literally he came right back out and um stood there for a good like hour just talking to people and signing whatever they wanted it was super cool because he didn't have to do it right and that's the thing like none of these people do none of these none of these like even pseudo famous people or semi-famous people have to stick around after the fact and do anything so no yeah the live show experience is definitely something probably the best concert i ever went to (laughs) so i went to a nickelback concert and that was a that was a top five experience for me for reasons i can't talk about on the air um (laughs) what uh actually your uh one one or one of your other sound effects would have been better there No, not that one. <laughs> Jerk. You already played it once today. I don't I don't know which one would be better. Let's just say me and me and uh a girl I knew since high school almost got kicked out. What are you doing, step bro? Close enough, sure. Um <laughs> I hope those come through better on your end. They're a little quiet on my end, but uh, usually it picks up your audio. So, but uh, yeah, so like the Nickelback concert was good for those reasons, but uh, one of the best ones I ever went to. Otherwise, we went to the Brooks and Dunn last rodeo tour, and it was their last their last run. I know you're not a huge country guy, but I grew up on Brooks and Dunn, and you know, so did a lot of my friends. And everyone who didn't like that show was like, they played a lot of old stuff, and I'm like they literally played their top hits off every album they ever put out, which was like 40 goddamn albums. So yeah, piss off. Um, like when they took their show break where they usually let like, um, like the, the bandmates do something or like one of them come back on stage or like one of the opening acts play with them for a little bit. Uh, they let, um, Ronnie Dunn was going into his own solo career. So he did a couple of his longer ballads which kind of slowed the slowed the pace down, but like it let everybody like kind of recharge and get a beer. Sure. And as soon as he was done, it poured on us like this, like a storm rolled in out of nowhere and it just pissed on us. And we had so much goddamn fun. People were sliding down the hill at Darien Lake in the mud. Like it was just, it was a great time. And it was a great concert. One that I will remember fondly for the rest of my days. Yeah. I'm not, uh, not a country guy i've seen brad i've seen brad paisley but that's just because he came and did like a a uso type show right at the military base that i was at like he was in the middle of like an actual tour right but he made a stop at the base that i was at which is cool yeah 
that was yeah, cool because it was it was completely free like anyone could just show up <laughs> yeah like i i always i mean i grew up on country like i said like my parents that was what we listened to when we were younger um it's what my dad always listened to which is why like i'm i'm very confused when i think about like my taste in music because my dad was a country guy my mom was always on like her hippie shit from like you know the 60s and 70s like the beatles and you know stuff like that right and then me i ended up in like the emo pop punk like hardcore scene yeah my we grew up on country both my parents were big country fans but like when i got into more like metal and rock and stuff my dad was always interested to come down and hear me listening to like some of the stuff that he listened to um and then like he he turned me on to like meatloaf at one point and stuff like that <laughs> um i mean if there's the sort. if there's one good thing like my mom did turn me like i do love like 80s pop like right like that like um not like hair band pop but like stuff like duran duran um <laughs> like i have to like tell you 80s man. pop music like Cindy lopper duran duran it's just that type of genre of 80s music absolutely love it i've, I've got to tell you on saturday uh when my game was canceled i ended up sitting down and watching the entire se- first season of peacemaker I have since such a good soundtrack. I have since been on like a hair band or like a hair metal band kick. They're like the sound, like I'm live, I have the soundtrack on my Spotify right now and I've been rocking it. Um, who doesn't love a good hair metal or a good hair metal band though? Well, and like currently, um, the song that's been stuck in my head is actually Monster by Reckless Love. I don't think I know that one. Um, it is. It, it's the um it's a song that plays during like the epic fight scene and i, I didn't finish i didn't finish the i'm all, i only watched like three episodes oh my god i binged the whole thing yeah Ooh, I like that riff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love that song. I've been listening Who's to it by? Uh, Reckless Love. Very, very. I, if if I was on my uh, my my jam upstairs, I could have just played it through my the whole thing. This it doesn't work as well on this with the way I have it set up right now. But um, another one that I would highly recommend is "Come Steel On Steel Panther." On. Uh, <laughs> "Come On, Come On" by Nashville Pussy. Uh, yeah, I do know that one. Yeah. And then obviously, uh, do you want to taste it by Wigwam, which is the yeah. opening song? Yep. Yeah. So, 
Uh, if you haven't watched Peacemaker, highly recommend. Like I said, I just binged the whole thing in one day. So <clears throat> I know you you told me to watch it, and I took you up on that. So yeah, I just it's not that I didn't like it. I just I got busy like doing other things, and I just haven't really. Yeah, I forgot really, about it. Honestly, uh, it makes me want a pet eagle that acts like a lab. <laughs> that, that, that is that I, that I will I will lovingly name Eagly. <laughs> like, which is the dumbest name ever? You you have a pet eagle named Eagly? Yeah. What else would I name it? <laughs> John John Cena is fantastic in that. Yeah. But uh, anything else for the good of the order here, guy? No. I think we uh, I think we muddled through an episode with no topic pretty well. I think that like some of our best episodes are like us just shooting the shit without a topic. Honestly, I do like our topic episodes. They're easier to get through and to stay on track. But like, I agree. Sometimes just you know, picking something, picking a starting point and talking is is definitely good. And, and I just think, seeing where I mean, it goes. I mean, realistically, like that's how common debauchery got its start, right? Yeah. So, well, with that being said, comment about your part of the BICBP radio network, www.bicbp-radio.com. Like, follow, share, subscribe, and they can, uh, every show you find on there, including us, can be found on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Uh, find us on Facebook. We are in the midst of our worst fandom quarterfinals. I said they were the semis. I was incorrect and misspoke. Uh, currently, you the- son of a bitch. What? You were incorrect and you misspoke. I did. How dare I? Uh, so far in the quarters, the YouTube star fans have beaten the believers and Patriots fans in the 11th hour took over and knocked off Disney adults. Oh, really? That one, that one actually was tied right down the middle with like 25 votes each on my Instagram. And Patriots fans had like three more, three more votes than Disney adults on the Facebook poll. So uh, huh. You can find the Facebook poll on our page. You can go to my Instagram. It's only up for a day on my Instagram. It's up forever on the Facebook page. So you can go there. And uh, currently, uh, anime weebs are absolutely just crushing gatekeepers right now. And I am shocked by it. Everyone absolutely. knows Everyone knows one of those weird fucking anime weebs. So that's why. They do. They do. It's 12 to 2. Yeah. And like some of the people that I see that have voted on this, I, I don't even, I'm like shocked that they even bothered to vote, but like, <laughs> I'm happy they did. Uh, so it looks like anime weebs barring something drastically different on Facebook are going to run away with that. And then we will get to the office fans versus Swifties, which will be another good one. But uh, yeah, so uh, keep a lookout for that. And then when we're done with that, we'll be in the semis before we get to the finals of the worst fandom ever. And then uh you know, we'll find something else to do and occupy our time and post things on Facebook. So, um, yeah, find us on there, like, follow, share, subscribe on that. And with all of that being said, I guess that'll do it. So, uh, I'm the nightmare and I'm rotten Jack. And this has been common. Oh, Jesus Christ. Do you like great food, good drinks, and some of the best bar life in West New York? Then head out to the union pub downtown or the transit music lounge in Depew. Looking for a great place to go on game day? The Union Pub offers game day specials for every Bills game as well as a great place to stop before and after every Sabres home game. They also offer beer buckets, wing specials, and more. Do you stick more to the burbs? Are you a music lover? Then check out the Transit Music Lounge offering live music every Friday and Saturday with some of the biggest names in the Buffalo music scene. Hit them up on Taco Tuesday or check out Burger Thursdays for the best burgers in Western New York. 
Both locations offer some of the best food you've ever had and a great sports and music bar atmosphere. And now, they offer catering for the holidays, too. For the most up-to-date news on the Union Pub and the Transit Music Lounge, find them on Facebook and never miss a beat. That's the Union Pub located at 38 Swan Street across from the ballpark and the Transit Music Lounge at 4723 Transit Road in Depew. Stop out, have a drink, and enjoy some great food today. The Transit Music Lounge and the Union Pub are proud sponsors of Hats, Tats, and Stats podcast.